I always marvel at the power of a painting. It can change a room. It can change moods. It can add class and it can make a place feel like home. Shapes, colors, a great vision are just part of what make up a painting. To me, the secret is the artist putting a little bit of themselves into the painting. Today's guest is one of those artists. I'm Laird Hercules, and welcome to the Local Street Podcast, where we share big stories about small businesses. Today, I'm joined by Amy Fitzgerald, owner of the small business Amy K. Fitzgerald Art in Toronto, Ontario. Thanks for joining us today, Amy. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Awesome. So I've actually had a chance to take a look at quite a bit of your art, and I'm trying to choose which one it is. But what is Amy K. Fitzgerald Art? <laughs> um, well, that's quite the, uh, quite the open question. Um, my art is um, very much inspired by my dreams and by um, my love for color and my love for layers and shapes. So um, no two pieces are the same, but they all have, I think, uh, a joyfulness that runs through them, um, especially in my abstract work. Um, some of my... Um, uh, I also work in mixed media and my mixed media pieces often tell a different kind of story. And sometimes those are a little more serious and, a, and have a little bit stronger uh, messages behind them. But my abstract work is really about um, the joy that I find in life. Well, that's amazing. So they're surrealist. I never really realized that. And that would make a lot of sense in the, when the way that they look and the energy that's behind them. And the fact that you're saying that they're joyful, I think that's why I seem to be really attracted to them. I, I, whenever I did one of those pieces where I feel like you'd walk into a room and you can sit and stare at it for a little while and kind of figure it, try to figure it out, but you may not, but you oddly feel good. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a lovely compliment. Thank you. I, I would love to think that my work makes people feel good when they see it. That's yeah, awesome. Absolutely. So again, it's one of those things where I, I'm not sure if I would totally understand. And I love art. I've seen a lot of, I'm an artsy person, but whenever I see paintings that are abstract or surreal, you never really know where the artist is coming from or what they're trying to express. You just kind of get a feeling sometimes. And I, I think that's what I love about your art. And, it, and I'm glad it connects in the way that you described. So where were you from? Where did you always live in Toronto? No, actually, I grew up in California and um, moved up to Toronto, I don't know, more than 20 years ago. And when I first came up here, it was supposed to be for just six months. And it was, you know, here for um, some family stuff. And then I fell in love with the city. And now... Um, you know, more than 20 years later, I, I have the joy of living in an amazing community in the city, which has made the experience even better. So yeah, I feel very lucky to be here. <laughs> I'm really curious, kind of the, the difference in, in which city in California were you before? 
Um, I grew up in San Jose, but then went to school in um, Southern California. I went to UCLA for interior design, which is a little bit of where the art background comes in. Um, but, um, you know, I came, I had all my life, all I had ever dreamed of was living in a really big city. Um, but the reality of that is always not always as um, wonderful as the vision of it as a, a teenager, what living in the big city is going to be. But when I moved to Toronto, um, it really just felt like all those pieces fell together and that I had that um, city experience while still living in a community. So, yeah, gotcha. it's, I, I feel pretty lucky to be here. So would that be kind of the key dif differentiator for you of the two um, places to live is just a higher sense of community in Toronto? It's a higher sense of community. Um, certainly, um, we have our problems too, but the overall safety of the um, experience of here and just Canada in general, I feel very blessed to be in Canada um, and it has certainly become my home. I totally agree. It's just, it's always an interesting thing. I've, I'm somebody who's been in Ontario for pretty much all of my life and the, the concept of leaving warm weather all year. Yeah. 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 Leaving California. That's the dream for everyone is to go to California. <laughs> then my dream ends up being Toronto. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's, it's kind of, it's a bit of irony in that. So. Um, so I, I was going to ask too, what, you know, what were your career paths leading up to Amy Fitzgerald's art? Yeah. Um, so I started off in, went to school for design um, and very quickly fell into a retail environment. And then my full-time career has been retail management for since getting out of school um, and have worked for some pretty amazing companies um, and luckily part of that has always included visual merchandising as well as management. And that piece of it has allowed me to experience my joy of design while, um, pursuing a career. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Gotcha. So yeah, primarily, was it like, um, regular department stores? Was it interior? Um, no, it's been, it's been, it's been, um, a big brand, but, st uh, smaller retail stores. Um, mall stores um, primarily, and um, but um, it's it's been quite the quite the journey to uh, be in retail, and I've actually loved it. Being a retail manager is something that's um, given me a lot of pleasure. I've I've been able to help uh, mentor a lot of young people in their career, um, and to um, see people grow and, and 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 go on to some pretty amazing things. So. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's great when you find kind of reward and meaning and, and passion in, in your mm -hmm. kind of day job. I refer to it as a day job. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. It's the day job. <laughs> I have one of those as well, and I, I totally hear you. And, and yes, you find uh, there's a lot of joy you can find within it as well. Yeah. Um, but need these outlets for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> so uh, where and when did you decide to start creating and selling art? Well, so it's kind of a crazy story. Um, I have always been very creative and found avenues to be creative. And um, one of the ways is in the neighborhood that I live in, we do, Halloween is kind of a big deal. 
And I started doing these bigger and bigger Halloween displays and uh, creating these amazing settings. And my spouse realized that really I was getting the most joy was when I was having this opportunity to really use those creative skills that were just not coming into play in my, in my full-time job in the, in the same way. And so uh, one holiday I got a gift, and this was not too long before COVID, um, a gift of a box of art supplies. And it was filled with pencils and different kinds of paint and papers and it just like a smorgasbord of art supplies. And um, she said to me, you know, no pressure. You, you have so much pleasure out of doing all these other creative things. I really think you need to go back to your art. And so she's like, just, you know, play with them. And then the lockdown happened. And suddenly I was painting nonstop and it was, it became a, a, a passion for me. And it just is, it was like this um, light bulb had gone off and all of the sudden I was like, this is what I've been waiting for. This is what I've been looking for. And it was life changing all from this little box of art supplies. <laughs> um, suffice it to say the art supplies have grown significantly in the time since that started. Um, but that's really where it started. And then all of a sudden I had this large body of work and I had started to do a, to share a little bit on Instagram, but was still a little hesitant around social media. And um, I decided to put together an, an art show. Um, and this is worked full on lockdown. So I'm like, well, I'm just going to do something small in front of my house, invite my community in. Um, uh, just, it was a beautiful fall and, you know, let people walk through and see the work and, you know, and maybe I'll sell a piece or two. Well, I was really blessed and sold almost over 90% of the pieces that I put out for that show. Ooh. Yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty surprising and, and, and a little bit overwhelming. Um, and that just really gave me the, um, the, the little push that I needed to be like, yes, this is something that I can, can do and, um, really pour my heart into and so um, that is kind of where it started was this little box of art supplies and it's grown. So that's unbelievable. Yeah. Okay. So I there's a couple of things that are unbelievable about that story. <laughs> okay. So number one, you only really started painting like two, three years ago, not even less than two years ago. That's right. I had and done. This I is the work you're putting together. Like your work is gorgeous, Amy. Your work is like, and I'm not, over embellishing. I, I genuinely love your work. Thank and you. you just started two years ago. Well, and, and you know, I mean, I had some painting in design school, very small amount, um, and uh, some art training in, with that. And but yes, it really is just a couple of years now. And that's, that's incredible. Yes. It, it just because I mean, I get that you would have had the sensibility and understand colors and understand shapes and understand organization just from your you know your educational background but the work you do is this takes a lot longer than for other folks to 
to figure out. So I think that's an amazing thing. And that you realized you loved it so much. And it was something that allowed you to really dig into over the, the lockdown. So, and yeah. clearly your community and people enjoy it or else it wouldn't have been sold. So I, if I were to say, and again, I just not to comment too much on your art, just I, again, I really, I'm a fan. So I'll just- Thank you. <laughs> um, is It's the type of art that I feel like you would put into a room to class it up a bit. It's, it's like a, a classier, tasteful, but still a little bit bohemian type of feel to, uh, to the art. So, you know, uh, anyways, I just, I just find that, number one, it fits the community that you're in, because in a way, the pocket, which is the region of Toronto, like East Toronto that you're in, is kind of that. <laughs> it, it, it definitely is. <laughs> right? like, it's classy. It's, you know, relatively upscale, but a little bit artsy and bohemian at the same time. And, you know, everybody yeah. kind of wa- uh, uh, waves to each other. And it's just that yeah. type of environment. So, um, yeah. but it's just so interesting how your art does that. And is kind of, a, it is expression of you, but it's also kind of representative of your community too. So. Well, so um, my favorite place to paint, although I've created a studio in my home, is um, on my front porch. I spend, I, that is where I think I do my best work. And it's interesting because those people in this community, those crazy, quirky, wonderful, lovely human beings are often walking by and talking. And I have this sense of connection while I'm doing the painting. And I think that kind of comes through. Oh, okay. That, but, but still, I'd, I would find that a bit distracting. I, I wouldn't be, I'd be looking over, waving hello, chatting people up. <laughs> <laughs> going back trying to finish this so good for you for being able to pull that off on the in your front porch <laughs> uh so i mean you just mentioned this sounds like a transformational change just for you personally that is a perfect word for it it definitely has been transformational um and has changed my vision for where i want my life to go um, you know, I, I didn't even have that vision of, of, of living as an artist. And, you know, I, I really hope that in a number of years that painting full-time can be my, um, full-time career. That is definitely the, the goal. And I think that that's where I would find the most joy. So, um, I'm working in that direction. So. One thing that comes to mind for me is I, I better get in on your work because <laughs> it may not be this, you know, not that it's, it's inexpensive, but it may not be these price points for very long. So I got to be careful unless you decide to do prints or more mass distribution, but that doesn't really feel like you either. I mean, I think you'd do it, but I think you also love the concept yeah. of the original. So yeah, um, yeah. that's yeah. So again, that's, that's, <laughs> I have a little more urgency now to commit to which one I, I see and want. <laughs> uh, amazing. Because I can sense your momentum. That's, that's amazing. Uh, so I was gonna, you did talk about it a little bit earlier, and it's a little bit difficult just through a podcast to, to describe what something looks like. I've tried to, to do it a few times during our conversation, but what is it about your approach and your art that, that makes it unique to you? Because I do, I've seen the style before, but there's something about yours. Um, I think a lot of it is around um, 
the layers um that it's it's certainly there's you know the uh, my 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 spouse often comes down and she's like i can't fall in love with this because i know this isn't what it's going to look like when you're done <laughs> 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 because it, it goes through many, many stages. Um, and um, I, I even do use a lot of found objects in my painting. Um, it's not always paintbrushes, um, although I certainly go through a lot of those as well. Um, but I think that that adds a, a, a texture and a almost familiarity like sometimes i think when i use a found object and somebody comes up close and they look at a piece of it and they go that just something about that rings you know true like i i have so many, many of my family members are from the south and i have this old biscuit cutter from my grandmother that i often will use when adding shapes into um, one of my paintings and i think that those found objects add um uh almost a language to the shapes um, and certainly you know art is so open to interpretation and and what I envision and what I see when I paint isn't always what the um, the viewer um, feels and interprets but um, for me that language of shapes is part of the story I love that even the concept of using a almost a family I won't call it heirloom but object <laughs> as a stamp <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my, I don't know what my mamma would think about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. These are for cookies and for cooking, <laughs> not for painting. Um, yeah, you get in trouble uh, you're trying to steal that. And, but I, and I was, that helps answer, and I don't want to give away too many of your secrets, uh, but that does help answer some of the, the questions I had about your work because some of your shapes are perfect and have really great symmetry. And but then it's amidst a lot of asymmetrical uh, elements. So yeah. to have that kind of dichotomy is is really cool. But I was wondering if you hand painted those symmetrical ones. But it, I think you do a bit of both. So a little bit of both. And that's and that's where I love those kind of uh, tricks. In a, in a way, it's it's almost it, it's uh, if you have a series of real things and a couple of knots or mechanical things they all blend together into something more organic, but then they're almost perfect, right? And, so. and, it, and it creates a bit of um, friction between yeah. the shapes as well, which creates some energy. And, 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 and my hope is that people will look at a painting and be like, oh, that's really great, and I love that. And then they'll step closer and they'll see some, a small little GPL and be like, oh, wow, look at that little piece right there. Um, and so, um, I think that that, 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 that use of shapes in that way helps to bring the viewer in closer to, to enjoy it from that perspective as well. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, not to be too superstitious, but I feel like something like the magic of a, of an old cutter carries the family energy too. So I, I, that's, that's one of those things that I think is really, really interesting. That's fascinating. I didn't know that about your art, but it does make a lot of sense yeah. and, and what a cool little uh a liner note to, to, to learn about that that's awesome yeah uh so what was one of your first paintings what was that painting that made you go you don't actually maybe not your first one but maybe just the pre-covid one that made you go okay yeah this is it so it's interesting so i had seen someone else's artwork who was using um 
layers of um, colored tissue paper and her and I wish I knew her name I had seen her at one of the kind and I hope once one of a kind comes back to be able to see her work again um, and I was so inspired by her use of little bitty pieces of tissue paper to create these spectacular works of art that that's kind of where I started and so I started with even using tissue paper and layers of it and creating shapes and and it never really felt right. Like mm -hmm. there was parts of it that I liked, but you know, anytime you try to emulate someone else, even if you're doing it in your own way, um, it, it never feels authentic. And as I started to gain a little confidence and move away from that um, and really just move into just the paint, I think it was those first few paintings where it was just the painting um, that first spoke and I was like, okay, now this is starting to feel like me. It's starting to feel like something that's um, authentic to who I am. Oh, I love it. So yeah, got a little bit of spark and then just- Yeah. But, but one of these fire. days I'm gonna find out who she is and let her know that she inspired me. Even though my work has in no resemblance to her, but she definitely gave me that bit of like, oh, I wonder if I could do something like that, mm -hmm. so. It's, so, the, it's the art of the possible, so to speak. Yeah. And once you get to see it and you get to do your own spin or a completely different approach, but yeah. Yeah, sometimes you just gotta, you, it requires movement to move. It, absolutely. So, yeah. I love that. So otherwise, what's, what's your favorite part about running your business so that you started it? Because I think it's gained <sighs> a bit of momentum since that first day. Um, I think for sure the actual painting of it is my favorite part. And, um, uh, and I was completely surprised at how much work is involved in it outside of just the painting um, from the social media and um, you know, even just boxing and packing things up and shipping, all of that is, is a whole kind of um, job on its own. So, so painting is by far the favorite piece but also um every once in a while um i'll sell a painting some, to someone and they'll send me a photo of it in their home just a snapshot and the feeling of seeing that work in someone else's home um with it with their with you know everybody's homes are so such a reflection of who they are and the privilege of getting to be a, a small piece of that reflection of who they are is is kind of a gift and um, pretty exciting for me when that happens. Yeah, it's uh, your expression becomes part of their expression. Mm -hmm. So that's I, I think that's an amazing power and I totally hear you. I love seeing uh, work when you get to see your own work in a different environment. Yeah. I, I was gonna ask too, what's, if you don't mind sharing, your process. Yeah. So, you know, cause it sounds like these are not five minute paintings. <laughs> these, are, <laughs> these are a little bit longer than that. The reality is, you know, some paintings take months and others come together in a couple of days. It really just depends on the, the, the specific piece. Um, I, I work primarily in acrylic um, and um, certainly lay down um, a, a, a layer of initial um, color and, and some mark making. Um, I often also do a layer of ink. Um, uh, I love the, the flow and, um, and, and 
unpredictability that you get from adding ink into a painting. Um, it's not something you can control in quite the same way you can acrylic. And then I often will, you know, kind of step back from it, give it some time and then go back in it. And that's when I'll start adding in layers of shapes and, and sometimes words and sometimes um, and asymmetric writing um, and different, different techniques, even, even as much as there at times I've used a little bit of stenciling in um, just to add an, an, that additional layer um, in there. Um, so I would, I would say in, in most paintings, there's kind of like a three process to it. There's that first layer, there's the middle, there's all those marks and, and starting to add some tension and um, contrast in there. And then it's going back into it and being like, okay, where, where's the eye going? What else does this need? And um, what would give this a little more depth? And that final piece is, is often um, the scariest, but also the moment where a piece will really all of a sudden, it'll just be kind of like, okay. And then that final um, layer that gets added in is when the piece will come to life, so. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah, so that that's that's my process. I, I don't think I've ever articulated that before. No, that's that's so cool. I I, I always and I do you listen to music when you do it. I'm just curious. Um, I do, but I also listen to a lot of audiobooks. Um, I I love listening to audiobooks for a couple of reasons. Um, I am uh, dyslexic. So listening to an audiobook gives me an opportunity to really um, interpret, go into a story without there being any kind of labor involved. Um, and when I'm listening to an audiobook while painting, um, it distracts that part of my brain that would be critical or um, overthink things and, and allows me to just kind of um, be a little more um, fluid in the painting and just it, let it be an expression of, of what I'm feeling at the moment. So. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And thanks for sharing that. I, I love to know, I'm a big person with finding out process, finding out how people do things and how, you know, just compared to how I might do it and, and the way that you described it. And that's the one aspect of art and any creation I find is to be able to be lost in a bit of a world for a while. And mm -hmm. the way you just described it is the audiobooks help free yourself so that you're just able to let go. Yeah. And yeah. whatever hits the canvas and it hits the canvas. It kind of takes away some of that. Um, we, we tend to, as humans, we're so self-critical, right? And, and it's hard to be self-critical if your brain is kind of processing other information, right? You're just kind of in the moment. I have to try that. This is like a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I was going to ask too, the response from the community has been pretty good. You described like right off the bat, uh, but since then, has it, have, have you found that you've continued to get some really good it, positive response? It has. Um, and certainly, you know, that was, I certainly was very blessed and that was a very um, wonderful moment. Um, the reality is it's a little more um, uh, steady after that, mm -hmm. um, but I'm hoping to do another show this fall in the community. Um, but I've, I've had an opportunity to send my paintings um, uh, all across the US and across Canada. And, um, and so I, I've definitely had some amazing 
um, opportunities to share my work in the last uh, year or so. I was in my first show um, at the Leslie Grove Gallery. I had one of my pieces in that not too long ago. Um, and uh, I'm hoping next year, post hopefully post some of the restrictions that we're currently living in to be able to participate in some of the more larger um, shows in Toronto. So some of the more the outdoor shows next year is, is the goal. Uh, you know what I'm looking forward to? I'm looking forward to walking into somebody's house and going, is that an Amy K. Fitzgerald? <laughs> I love that. Thank you. So, or, or telling somebody, yes, this is an Amy K. Fitzgerald. Thanks for asking. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. So otherwise, how has the business evolved since you started? It, so it certainly it's evolved from being just this kind of thing where I was selling to people that I met and, and, and who, you know, um, to the, you know, when local street approached me and I was able to get my work onto local street, that was, um, allowed me to reach an, an entirely different audience than I would have. Um, and, um, I've also, um, Instagram has been an amazing um, resource as well in terms of um, attracting uh, people to my work from across um, Canada and the US that would never have had a chance to see my work. Um, so that's kind of where it's evolving. Um, and the, the work itself continues to shift a little bit. Um, the, you know, I haven't been that long at this. So I, I certainly am not, um, uh, trying to, to pigeon myself into one little box because I think that as I continue to paint that it will grow and change and and you know, the um, multimedia pieces continue to they, they they come and go like I'll work in multimedia for a little while and then I put it aside and it's just the painting and then that multimedia just comes out again and I, I can't quite resist it um, so mm. <laughs> that the work continues to evolve as well. Yeah, so this could technically be almost the paintings that I'm familiar with and the work I'm familiar with is almost like one of your first movements. And then, yeah. you know, you're, you're, you're still open to that next one. Absolutely, um, yeah. Continue to kind of master your current one. So I, yeah, I love that. Uh, so where do you see, you know, where would you want to see the future of the, of your company, your painting? You're saying, you know, you'd like to go in some more art shows, but. Uh, yeah, and certainly um, growing um, my online presence, because in, in today's society, that is really the best way to, to meet um, a diverse clientele and to attract people to your work in a way that you wouldn't, we would never have been able to do 10 years ago. Um, and so that in of itself is, is a huge piece of, um, if my work is in sharing it, um, through, um, social media. Um, and, um, I, I, you know, there's, there's a lot of different opportunities out there and different things for artists, but at this time I'm really focusing on those individual pieces. Um, I'm not really looking at printing too much or any of that stuff at the moment, um, although, you know, you never know that could change in the future, but at the moment, I'm really just um, in, enjoying and embracing the experience of making the individual um, works of art and um, letting them stand on their own. So, yeah. Do, do you look at them like they're your children? Is that a good it's, Sometimes it's hard to let them go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, that's what I was, I was about to ask. Like, do you take photos of all of them? Do you have like an I archive do. of, of I all do. of them? So you... Yeah, I definitely photograph them all and archive them all. Um, and, um, you know, there's, there, there was one particular piece that was very unique and very different than anything else I have done. And, and I've never kind of gone back and re, uh, redone that piece, um, or that style. And I shipped it off to, I think it went to, I think it went to Calgary and I was kind of like, oh, I don't really want to let this one go. <laughs> <laughs> Some, uh, some kind of seller's remorse in a way there. <laughs> I, I know the feeling of, of having made something that you enjoy so much. And, yeah. but, but part of the experience too is, is you know, allowing it to have its own life. Right? And, so. Yeah, just letting it go. Exactly. But no, it definitely, I, I, I definitely sense that it, it creeps into your memory once in a while. Of, I wonder how that piece is doing. Yeah. <laughs> I hope it's in a bright uh, room. Or, you know, I hope nice they're really family. loving it. I hope exactly. They like it. exactly. Really nice family. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's enjoying it. Um, that's awesome. So I, I was going to ask too any any advice that you might give to small businesses uh, or people that are, are thinking to start their own. Um, you know, I think especially for some when you're starting out i think it's really important not to compare yourself to what everyone else is doing it's very easy to be like oh i saw what this person on this this platform is doing and i read about this part and to kind of compare yourself and i think that it's really important that we step back and it's like you know i'm going to take the next right step for myself in this situation mm -hmm. and what's next what's right for me today and and, and yes, we want to think forward, you know, I'm thinking about shows for next year and that kind of thing, um, but not getting too far ahead of ourselves um, and to enjoy the process and um, to, to appreciate the success that you're having and not compare it to someone else's success. Um, because it's too easy to be like, oh, yeah, it's not quite, you know, look how great they're doing. I'm just not doing great enough. And, and, and I think that that is um, such a vicious cycle that a lot of um, artists and creators and, and small businesses get into and then it shuts them down mm -hmm. um, and instead we need to be like no this is look what I did today isn't this amazing and tomorrow I'm going to do this and take this one step further and see where it takes me and see where this journey goes because it's, the journey should be amazing and exciting and enjoyable um, it shouldn't be stressful I totally agree. Yeah. It's it, the one thing that I've kind of been noticing just with some of the things that my family and that I've, I've been doing is the journey itself is the adventure. Like it, once, once you reach a particular milestone, I find, don't get me wrong. It's great to have that milestone, yeah. but the way to get there, you almost look back and you almost regret that. I don't think I soaked enough of that in. You know, I think I was too stressed out during that time <laughs> to actually really enjoy yeah. what's going on. So I think that's, you know, that definitely I, I can relate to what your advice is. Yeah. I think that's great advice as well. So I was going to ask, where can our, our listeners find you uh, if they're looking um, for your art? Well, you can find me on Local Street. Um, and if you live in this uh, in the Toronto market. Um, and if you're outside of the Toronto market and interested in my work, you can find me on Instagram. 
at uh, Amy K. Fitzgerald Art. Awesome. Thanks, Amy. So otherwise, thanks for, for joining us. That was uh, an awesome story from California to Toronto. And, and one, one surprising thing of, of your story is that I was expecting you to say that you fell in love with a person, but it was the city that made you stay. And <laughs> it was the city. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a unique part of the story. So, yeah. you know, that, that, I think that's an attestation to, to, to Toronto and to your experience with it. Um, but you did find love too. So, you know. <laughs> I did find love as well. It's true. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, but thank you so much for joining us thank today. You. And, and I can't wait to commit to one of your pieces and uh, have it in our house and send you a photo so that you can see that we're a loving family that will look after it too. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for having me on your show today. Thanks for listening to the Local Street Podcast. I hope you enjoyed Amy's story. Amy K. Fitzgerald Art is located in Toronto and brings positive energy to every room it's in. If you want to hear more, subscribe to our podcast. We can be found at localstreet.ca where we continue to add small businesses just like Amy's. If you have a small business and want to join our community, please visit www.localstreet.ca and if you're interested in shopping local, we're growing into a destination to find businesses just like Amy Fitzgerald Art. Otherwise, thanks for listening and buy local.